Welcome to the I Am Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, I'm joined by my friend, Danielle Hartman. Danielle is a corporate trainer and coach. Over the last 10 years, she has helped leaders develop skills to reach their career potential through workshops, seminars, and one-on-one coaching. Her passion is to help elevate women in the world. She's the founder of Full Potential Career Coaching, a space for women to grow and develop into their strong, confident selves. In her free time, Danielle enjoys spending time with her husband, daughters, and dogs. If you want to learn more about Invisible Coaching, stick around. All right. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. I am excited to learn a little bit more about Invisible Labor. And so let's just jump right into it and tell us a little bit more about how you got interested in the topic of Invisible Labor. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Michelle, for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. So Invisible Labor, it's it's kind of funny how this came up. So um, I was on maternity leave and I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast. It's just something I love. I love the office. So it's just always something fun for me to listen to every week. And for like 10 seconds, just like very small mention of this term invisible labor came up and it really just kind of hooked me in like it it really intrigued me so I of course you know went to Google and quickly looked up the the term to see what that meant and suddenly it was like I I had a a definition or a a term for the things that I felt that I did that were kind of expected of me but Mm -hmm. maybe not always acknowledged so it was almost like a a sense of validation right Mm -hmm. like this is okay I I see myself I'm I'm understanding this is invisible labor wow, why aren't we talking more about this? How do we bring this to light? So um, just kind of started from there and then just read a couple articles. And then, then I started kind of looking at my own life and thinking, what are those things that I'm doing both at home and at work that really is invisible labor? And then how do I start bringing that to light? Yeah. So, so what is that? What did you come up with? What was your list there, Danielle? Oh, so at first I started, you know, just what happens at home and home was the easiest place because, you know, this is where I am. This is, uh, at that time I was on maternity leave. So that's where I was. Um, so I started thinking about, you know, laundry, cleaning the house. Um, those are kind of the surface level things. And then I started to dig deeper and really like, I'm the person in my family who knows like when trash day is like, when is recycling picked up? Um, I'm the one that schedules the vet appointments for the dogs. Like, you know, what is that annual appointment looking like? Making sure they get their flea and tick medicine every month. Like that's on my calendar. Keeping the pantry stocked, kind of preparing for seasons. You know, right now in my head, I'm already thinking about, okay, we are in the fall. It's soup season. Do I have like soup supplies on hand or, you know, like cookies, like that's going to be coming up for Christmas. So, you know, those are the, the pieces of invisible labor that I'm doing at home every day that keep my household functioning. Um, or I just thought it was something to keep my household functioning when really it is labor to make my household function. So, um, that was big. And then I started to step back and look at work. So I had read a couple articles that called out some, some basic things that you see at work, like who's the person responsible for taking notes in a meeting? 
you know, maybe who's the person who has to do all the party planning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started looking around my office space too, and thinking about the other things that we do that other people maybe take for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, like, filling the copier, like with paper, that seems so silly, but really that's invisible labor that someone is doing, especially Mm -hmm. like pre COVID. I feel like I was filling that copier like (laughs) once a week. And it's just like, I'm not the only person making copies here. (laughs) Who's not filling that. Um, But it's almost just these assumed things that other people will do that really it should be a collective responsibility. Um, And then as I was preparing for this podcast, I was talking to my coworkers about it, you know, just, you know, this is what I was seeing, you know, what are some things that you're seeing and the stories just, I heard from others and really I heard from other women because honestly the invisible labor tends to fall on women in the workplace. And so many of them are refilling the copier. And, you know, one person shared a story of a workplace. They were at one time where um, a, a male coworker had to refill the copy paper and, um, made a very loud demonstration about it, like dropped a ream of paper on the floor to make sure everyone was aware that he was refilling it. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I just do it because it needs to be done. So, um, you know, I, I think something I had maybe mentioned in my like uh, initial email communication with you is invisible labor is something that no one realizes is happening until it needs to be done. And then it creates this sense of frustration of who's doing this or why isn't this yeah. being taken care of? For sure. For sure. I know in my house, it's laundry, right? Like that mm-hmm. laundry piece is a big thing. So I, I, get yes. that. <laughs> I get that. That's important. Great. Well, so as uh, we've got listeners nodding along, right, at mm-hmm. this point, like, oh, that's me. That's my <laughs> workplace. That's my house. What are some tips for you ha- for those um, who are uncomfortable addressing mm-hmm. the invisible labor in their yeah. lives, whether that's at home or in the office place? Mm-hmm. So at home, I would say the first thing is to really call it out. So kind of leaning into that discomfort, just to say, hey, you know, maybe your family is sitting around the table, maybe you're playing a board game, but you know, some laundry needs to be switched around, call it out and say, you know, I still want to play this game, but I need to step away for a moment to go fold the laundry. Um, Does anyone want to help? Then inviting someone in. So it's not just your task, like it becomes a family activity, I think is huge. Um, So that's one piece, even to like talking with your partner. I know um, since I became a parent, a lot of my invisible labor has actually transitioned to my husband because I've taken on you know, a lot of the child rearing at this point just um, to, to calm them down or to feed them and things like that. So, um, you know, making that known, I know, especially in my relationship, it became like a, a sense of anxiety for me because I couldn't get my invisible labor done. Like I would look at my floors and think, oh, these dust bunnies, what are we going to do with them? Um, but, you know, having that conversation with my partner that I, I can't do this now. Like I really need you to step in or I need like it, either you need to take care of the girls or um, I um, get to do the cleaning or you do the cleaning and I take care of the girls. And that that's been the good transition because it's really brought to light things that I was doing before. Even the trash, she takes, tra- takes yeah. out the trash all the way to the curb now because right. it's on the calendar. It's a thing. So it was having that open conversation and really calling it out when it happens. Mm-hmm. And then in the workplace, you know, so let's think about like taking meeting minutes like yeah if that task has been delegated to you if you can say no like you know uh mm-hmm. you know thank you for that but i am presenting this meeting i i need to be prepared and really focused i don't have the time to take minutes and present yeah. or say you know i can take meeting or take minutes 
this time, but you know, next go around, like, let's make sure we rotate this around the group. So it's not just me taking those minutes. Um, and, uh, when it comes to like birthday party celebrations, you know, I had a, um, a friend once who was asked to put together a party in two days, like by her leader and right. And it was just like, I, I had work I was planning on doing for these next two days. And, um, because it's invisible labor, she had said yes. And we didn't have that term or that language, but you know, in hindsight, the, the right approach would have been to say, um, no, or if this is expected of me, what work will you take off my plate so yeah. I can do this since that's important. Um, and I know that's uncomfortable for, for women to do, but really it's saying that, you know, I'm not the party planner. I'm not the mm-hmm. note taker. You know, there's, you hired me to do a very specific role for the company, not necessarily this role. So how can we bring that to light? Because if we really need someone who's the note taker or the party planner, is that an opportunity for us to add new FTEs yes. because I'm taking on more work than is really necessary. Absolutely. I love that. I love that opportunity to grow the resources rather than grow the responsibilities and the tasks. Yes. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Thank you. Great. So how can women support other women around invisible labor? Start having these conversations. Talk about it with your girlfriends. Talk about it at work. I mean, again, I, I work in a department that's pro, uh, predominantly female. And so when I started just talking about this topic, Again, so many things came to light and it really kind of created those aha moments of what do we do? How do we start saying things? And the first part was just to start talking about what invisible labor is, naming it, and then coaching each other to start saying no. Um, Again, and no is a hard word. I think for a lot of women, it's hard to say no because it's just expected we take things on, but it's okay to say no. That's not not your responsibility. Um, And empowering others to take it on too. Um, You know, it's it's not just me that can do it. Others, other folks on this team can do it or we can add FTEs. Um, I think even, um, (laughs) I know this was one of the questions you gave me to think about too. And what I thought was, you know, when I go to hang out with my girlfriends at their house, I should like acknowledge the labor too, right? Like, wow, thank you so much for, you know, cleaning the house. Like it looks wonderful in here. Just acknowledging that piece, because that's a huge piece of the invisible labor. We just assume that it's something, but, you know, giving that acknowledgement or, you know, when you see it, um, maybe again, going back to the laundry, maybe their kids are carrying their laundry up to the room saying like, oh, that's so good that you are doing that piece since, you know, X, Y, and Z maybe folded it or something. So, um, you know, just start making it making that invisible and uncomfortable thing public. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So much of, so much of what this podcast is, is calling to light things that women are historically afraid to discuss. Right. Mm -hmm. And and providing the opportunity for calling that out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Danielle, I know that mental invisible labor is also part of the, of Mm -hmm. this like phenomenon. Right. So tell me more about the mental invisible labor. Oh my goodness. So mental invisible labor came to me as I was folding laundry. I guess that's like the common thinking place here. For sure. Right. But I was folding laundry the other night and um, I was going through my grocery list, right? Like, I mean, that list is an ongoing list in my head. And I thought, this is another example of invisible labor. It's the mental invisible labor, that list that I'm carrying in my head. So at that time I was thinking about my grocery list, but then I also started thinking about all those other mental lists. You know, Mm -hmm. the holidays are coming up and I'm already thinking about, you know, what gifts do I need to, gift ideas do I need to share with like my family or my in-laws or things like that. Um, Or, you know, trips that we have coming up, like I'm already planning like, okay, 
when do we get, um, you know, the dogs set up with daycare, you know, Mm -hmm. those types of things that have to be done, but I don't know if everyone is thinking about them. So that's like the other piece of mental invisible labor you're carrying too. So I think, you know, being aware of that too. So when you find yourself running through those to-do lists or just kind of preparing for the next, you know, 60, 90 days in your household, that's mental invisible labor that you're doing too. And that, that can create exhaustion too. I know (laughs) when I, uh, when I go on walks, uh, like if I'm walking my dogs around the neighborhood, um, I kind of, I do go through these lists and then suddenly I get upset, right? Because why am I thinking about these things? Why is it my partner thinking about this? And then I'll come home and I'm kind of upset. And my husband will say like, are you mad at me? And I was like, yeah, I'm mad about a fight that we didn't have yet. (laughs) But you know, that it's good awareness because I'm upset about something that hasn't even come to fruition because I'm doing this mental invisible labor. So, you know, recognizing that being able to laugh about it, but then being able to have a conversation about it too, of dividing up those responsibilities is, is key. Yeah, for sure. I think about um, as my kids are a little bit older than yours and mm-hmm. thinking about like the school paperwork and all those sorts of things, yeah. making sure that, you know, was the planner signed? Why is that my mental labor and not my right. second graders, you know? So, <laughs> um, so, you know, creating those routines and stuff has been really helpful for us mm-hmm. in my house to kind of get rid of some of that mental labor. Yeah. So. And it's just empowering too, right? For your daughter yeah. then like, okay, I'm responsible for this. Like my parents trust me to be responsible for this. Like yeah. that's really, that's an empowering piece. Yeah, for sure. Great. Well, Danielle, this is incredibly insightful information. I know I've taken several pieces away from this as well. Um, as we come to the wrap of uh, this episode, what are some final thoughts or tips that you have for our listeners? I would say, you know, just be comfortable leaning into that discomfort. Like it's okay to say no and do say no. Use your voice to say no um, and, and empower other women. Talk about this topic just to bring it to light. And, you know, when you're talking about it with with other women and even other men, you know, let's not make it a, a gripe session. Just, oh, wow, this is interesting that this is happening. And how do we start shifting that work? How do we yeah. start looking at it differently? Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I'm so grateful that you have spent time with me this afternoon, Danielle, or today. Um, And I've learned a ton and hopefully our listeners have as well. So thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in um, again this week to listen a little bit more about invisible labor. Um, This week's Uh, affirmations. I'm done apologizing for spending time on me. I'm done apologizing for vocalizing my needs. I'm done apologizing for and fill in your blank. And remember, if you like this podcast, you love this episode, go out there, like, follow, and share, and make sure those notifications are on so that you can be alerted as soon as a new podcast hits the airwaves. And remember, You are fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.